0: You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the
1: morning.
0: You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Wednesday morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida.
2: And I'm Ashley Winch from Kansas City, Missouri, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Wednesday, November 15th, episode 3307. Good morning, horse world.
1: It's Wednesday morning. That means Jamie and Glenn are back to talk horses with all of you. Well, let's be honest. Jamie talks horses. Glenn is just here to hassle Jamie. Enjoy the show.
0: Well, as you heard, Jamie is actually not here. She is heading to New York for the premiere of Monty's and the Queen's movie. And I see some of, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, some of our auditors and listeners are going. For the I did.
2: I saw in the auditor room, there's some talk about trains, planes, and automobiles. And I just wish I was closer so I could bust out a gown and be on the red carpet I with know the guys.
0: It does sound like fun, and it sounds like a great film, and I can't wait to see it. Uh, when, I don't know when it's exactly going to be released so that we can watch it, but as soon as we do, we'll, we'll obviously let you know. And Jamie will be back on Monday to tell us all about her adventures in the big city. And, you know, she is that girl, so it should be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Today on the show, we have Ann Hawkins, who's going to tell us about Live EQ. It's a new app out there. And Dr. Christy Grand tells us the story of Marvin and his battle with West Nile virus. Uh, spoiler alert, he's still with us. Plus, Ashley shares her crescent roll baked brie recipe. I can't wait to hear that one. That sounds good.
2: It's good. And let me tell you guys, it's easy.
0: Bread and cheese, what could go wrong? Bread and (laughs) cheese,
2: jam. all you need is some wine, honey, we're good.
0: (laughs) And then in the post-show, we get a second recipe, because it is that time of year, and Auditor Terry's going to tell us about her bourbon sweet potato recipe. I'm not great on sweet potatoes, so maybe adding some bourbon I'd be in. Really? Yeah, we'll find out. Uh, Jennifer loves sweet potatoes. I've never been a sweet potato person. I love regular (laughs) potatoes. Just don't mess with them. Don't add them. (laughs) (laughs) I like sweet potato pie, which is weird, you know. Probably
2: because it's sweet. You yeah, like anything it just that's tastes sweet. like pumpkin
0: pie, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same same, re- same, recipe, basically. Uh, so I wanted to mention to everybody this is Wednesday, and this is the final day to get your voicemail entries in for Radiothon. Ashley is my MC co-host this year for Radiothon and it's your last day. You get three entries into the over $4,000 of prizes we're going to draw for that day. Uh, if you send in a voicemail, it doesn't have to be a song or a poem. It can just be, you can be wishing your friends at the barn a Merry Christmas. You can be wishing us a Merry Christmas. You can say how much you love the shows. I, it doesn't matter. You know, just uh, just put a voicemail in there, and you'll get three entries for the prizes that we will draw on the 26th. And don't forget to watch live. That's that's the most important thing. Uh, watch live on the 26th from 3 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right there on our Horse Radio Network Facebook page, or in the Auditor Room Facebook page. Plus, uh, you can register f- to win prizes. You don't have to send a voicemail. Just go to horseradionetwork.com slash radiothon, and you can just register to win prizes just by signing up. It's, there's a form right there that y- is linked to, so you can check that out. Also, we have a guest, a uh, bunch of guests coming on. We haven't talked about this yet, so I'll give you a quick update on where we are on guests i uh, so the first hour, I'm happy to report, and we just got confirmation of this yesterday, that we have uh, we have a very special guest. Warwick Schiller and his wife are coming on. That's um, so exciting. Uh, yeah, of course, he grew up, you know, he was born in Australia and stuff. So we're going to get the, his memories of time, of his time, you know, in, in Australia and uh, here in the United States and what, what their traditions are for the holidays. Also, we have our first horse coming on, Magic. The mini is going to join us in the first hour because our our charity of choice this year is. Uh It is the minis of Gentle Carousel Miniature Therapy Horses, and Magic's going to join us for that. We have Tom and Claire Mansman are joining us in the Retired Racehorse Hour. Uh, Holiday trivia, we have comedian Pam Stone. You know her from Coach. She's going to be on the show, and she's going to be competing against our very own Dr. Madison Siemens. Dr. Siemens. So that should be fun, those two comedians going at each other. And then we we also have Reese is gonna be Reese Kofler Stanfield, the Dressage Show, and Debbie Laux of Horsemanship Radio are gonna be joining us in the last hour along with Lisa Waisaki. It's kind of a party hour, and we'll have more guests announced here shortly. So a lot going on. We have a lot planned for you that day, in addition to some of you are gonna be some lucky winners. Let's do some daily winnies. <laughs> four auditor birthdays today Natalie Samiko Christine and Kayla happy birthday to all of you we hope you have a fantastic day we also want to welcome brand new auditor Elizabeth Thank you Elizabeth for supporting uh, for supporting the host and for supporting the show we really do appreciate it
2: My Daily Winnie is going to go out to everyone who has submitted anything for Radiothon. We've gotten a blitz of submissions uh, as of this morning, and I love to see that you guys are just as uh, much of a procrastinator as I am. <laughs> I, I knew we were friends from the start, so I just want you guys to know I love seeing it and how much I've, I've loved hearing these songs. Now, Glenn hasn't shared all of them with me. He's been really good. Uh, gate guarding all your talent but the ones that he sends me sneak previews of you guys i get teary eyed goosebumps you you are all just so darn talented and i just you guys get excited guys this is going to be a real party for radiothon
0: and of course uh, ashley's going to be emceeing with me and so has this been there's a lot of planning goes into this isn't there oh <sighs> <laughs> Whew, Ashley's there, been helping with most of it, so she's gotten her first taste of what it's like to put a six-hour live event, especially on video, it just adds complexity to it. I mean, we have spreadsheets for our spreadsheets. Yes, <laughs> that's basically <laughs> true. Speaking of shows, though, how is Sleep Stories for Equestrians going?
2: Oh, my gosh. Sleep Stories. It is such a fun project. And we're we're consistently getting new listeners. And for you guys who know me, uh, you know, I'm a military spouse and my husband is in the Air Force. He's actually away TDY for training for the next, I think, four weeks. And he called me uh, this morning and told me he was having such a hard time going to sleep that he even listened oh, last that's night. that's
0: great. I love that.
2: And and so, I just thank you for so everyone. At least
0: we know he doesn't find your voice irritating after all these years of marriage. That's good. At
2: least, you know, it could be that he's been gone a week and he just was <laughs> missing it. the the sweet melodic tone of his love's voice. <laughs> it's going great. Did he fall and, asleep? Uh, he did. Oh, That's good. That's my first yeah. question. I said, please tell me at work. <laughs>
0: That's funny. So, you have how many episodes out now?
2: I we just dropped our ninth episode on the 10th. And don't worry, guys, I know we all get stressed out around the holidays. So uh, we will be releasing the next episode on the 25th that will hopefully, you know, help bring you down after some Thanksgiving clowning. and,
0: And which book are you reading this time?
2: Oh, this is, I'm still going through Misty and uh, Stormy of Um, We're still, I don't want to like spoiler alert you, but we're still waiting to meet Stormy. It's very exciting. And it's how many very chapters exciting. are in that
0: book? Do you
2: know? I do not know. We read two, we, we read two chapters each episode and it's, it's just, I really enjoy getting to reread all these stories, you know, as an adult to just jump back into marguerite henry's incredible stories that she weaves has been such a joy for me and i know our listeners have really enjoyed that too that they've said you know i just want to listen to the story i fall asleep so i re-listen to it so thanks to you guys too for uh, helping a girl out with her numbers we appreciate it
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you can listen to it and not fall asleep that's allowed but uh, mm-hmm. but we we do encourage you it is meant for sleepy time so uh, you have another brand new show out so tell everybody about that this just released actually it's just out now
2: Yes. So everybody, uh, head to your favorite uh, podcast player. Our new show is The Show Jumping Podcast. Very easy to remember and search. And I'm joined by my co-host, Christy McCormack, who is so incredibly talented and knowledgeable. She is a clinician. She is a uh, USHJA uh, champion. She has years and years and years of experience. She is So knowledgeable. It's just incredible. Wasn't wasn't Um, she also
0: um, um, Metal McClay?
2: Yes, she was. I mean, just she's really walk the walk and talk the talk. And so what you guys can expect out of every episode. And I think what I'm most excited for is that we do a tangible training tip in our first episode that was released this past Friday. Uh, we did a pacing exercise and it's explained so well that you could even like you can pause, get on your horse and do the exercise. So it's just, it's really exciting to, uh, be using podcasting in a, in a way that can be applied to real life. Uh, I think that's really exciting. And then our other two segments are an interview, of course, with someone in the hunter jumper world. Uh, our first interview was K- Christie's sister, Kimmy, who's also a McClay champion. And we talked about how to define se- success in and out of the ring, and that was just so inspiring. I thought that was
0: fascinating because, obviously, Metal McClay, you're a teenager when you're doing this. Right. And they talked a lot about, you know, to have that thought that they did when they were teenagers uh, says a lot about the training they had, you know, at that time. because. You know, setting goals and doing all of that stuff. It's not something I was real good at when I was 16. So I mean, yeah. when
2: I was showing at 16, I just wanted to get in and out of the ring as fast as I could. That was my goal, <laughs> okay? Go. Like, that was and as not far die. planning I was. I mean, I was a teenager. Yeah. I wasn't going to die. You bounce back
0: then. It's <laughs> That's fine. True. That's true. You just didn't want to embarrass yourself. That was the big it thing. Was, yes, yes, the
2: ego was... I was more right. worried about the ego than my body, for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's called the show jump. Podcast. The first episode is out now. There'll be two a month, Uh, and uh, so far the focus group has really liked it. So we we haven't gotten any negatives on it. I hope that uh, I hope you all like it too. Give it a shot. And a lot of people have been listening to it that aren't show jumpers, and they actually went out and did this the exercise, even though they weren't show jumpers. Uh, and they found it very helpful. So you know, it is something that you can listen to that way. And you know, just her talk with the sister—I edited this one. Uh, so her, just her talk with the sister was was good too. You know, it was it was very informative. Even I don't care who you are or what you're doing. You know, it exactly.
2: Was, it doesn't know. even have to be horse-based. You know, I mean, it was really just so inspirational um,
0: to hear them both discuss. Well, and let's face it, her sister's a smarty pants, way smarter than any of us anyways. Wow, what
2: kind of rock doctor was she? Yeah, I mean, she, my God.
0: She, she was. She had like uh, multiple degrees.
2: So, <laughs> I, earthquake scientist doctor. Yes. She, wow. <laughs> I, y'all better know I did not open my mouth. Too
0: much in that interview because I was. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> I did want to mention uh, one story before we get to our first guest, and that is that um, we always congratulate every year the PATH, which is the Professional Association of Therapeutic Horsemanship, International Equine of the Year Award. This year it was a horse named Noble. He's a 33 year old Percheron Cross, of course. I like that because I'm a Uh And he has been at the Meadows Equine Learning Center in West Tisbury, which is on Martha's Vineyard by the way in Massachusetts. Oh, yep,
2: that sounds terrible.
0: He, he's been a therapeutic horse for 12 years and been a member of the Misty Meadows Equine Learning Center for the last six years. He's worked with clients across a wide range of skills and abilities. Percherons are perfect for this. I know they're big, but, but they're so gentle. Um, and, you know, one of uh, his nominees said said, I first met Noble about 15 years ago when I started as a volunteer. He made an He made an instant believer in horses. Incredible impact on people, no matter who they are. All creatures are good, but he has an undefinable quality that draws people to him. So apparently he's quite the guy, and we love when these therapy horses are recognized every year. So congratulations to Noble and to Misty Meadows Equine Learning Center in Martha's Vineyard. I went to Martha's Vineyard once. We lived in Massachusetts a couple times, and I went once on a day Jennifer was working, and I took the carryover and all that stuff. Poured all day. I didn't, did it really? It poured. So we got off the thing. It was no doing anything, really. I got off the boat and I, I found a taxi and I said, I'll pay you like whatever you want. Take me on a tour of the island because I didn't want to get out of the car. It was pouring yeah. so hard. And he did for the next two hours. Took me on a tour of the island, paid him like 70 bucks. And uh, and then I got back in the ferry and left. <laughs> That's when I See, saw It's Martha. all about your
2: attitude, you know? It really is.
0: <laughs> well, I had paid all the money to get there and driven all the hours to get there. It was like, I'm doing something on this island. <laughs> island so. <laughs>
2: one way or another
0: coming up first we have ann hawkins who has a brand new app out there called liveeq it's spelled live l-i-v-e-e-q and she's going to tell us what that's all about well hi ann thanks for joining us today
3: hey glenn it's great to be here thanks for having me
0: all right tell us about this app you have it i call it EQ. you call it liveeq right
3: you know, we answer to both. I've heard it all. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, I started it. I started calling it LiveEQ, but, you know, we'll go with EQ also. But, um, yeah, LiveEQ is a free mobile app for equestrians to find horses, stables, jobs, events, trainers. And uh, we've just launched service providers on the app, actually, in any location they're looking in. Uh, so we have advanced filtering on each category so people can quickly find things that fit their price range or their riding discipline. And we even have filters on stables for amenities, for example, so that users can view barns that have like indoor bathrooms and things like that. So uh, it's really a way for people to quickly and easily find what they're looking for. Through the app, we have direct messaging as well so that users can have a conversation before deciding to, like, give out their cell phone number, which I know is a big problem for horse sellers, you know, the spam calls and things like that. So we just try to give everyone a safe area to find what they need and, and get riding. Um, the idea for Live Act came from my own personal experience when I was in my early 20s. This was before remote work was a thing. <laughs> I moved around a lot for work, and every time I would get to a new city, I felt like I couldn't find a place to ride. And then even when I did eventually find a horse in a stable setup, it was hard to know and select things like local shows or, you know, new farriers and and stuff like that. So that's where the, the idea came from. And that's what we're doing right now.
0: That is one of the hardest problems is, is when you have a horse, even, you know, we went from keeping the horses at home to having to find a boarding stable. And, and we've lived here for a lot of years and it was still not easy. You know, it's still tough. And you're right. If you lose your farrier, your farrier quits or, uh, you, and you need a new one, it's always tough, right? To do all of these, having horses is not easy to begin with. So I love the fact that you're trying to make it easier for those of us that are crazy enough to still do it.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the horse world, well, in my opinion, <laughs> desperately needed something like this because it is so easy to feel like you're on the outside of the equestrian world. Even like you mentioned, you're you're in it, you know people already and still there's moments where you feel like you're on the outside, you know, this world and community has long lived on who knows who and word of mouth, which isn't necessarily bad. I mean, I think there's definitely a place for that, right? But if you're new and and you're wanting in, for example, and you don't know anyone, it's kind of paralyzing. You know, there's, there's nowhere to begin. So I wanted to create something that not just opens the doors to the horse world, but like actively pulls people into it. Something that makes people feel like they belong here. How long has I think been around, is, And Oh, yeah. We launched uh, pretty publicly about a year and a half ago. Uh, We were in development for about a year and a half before that. So we're still pretty new.
0: And what's the adoption from the professionals been like?
3: It's been really great. I will say, so we're discipline agnostic. We go across all riding disciplines Uh, from the professionals. I've gotten a lot of great feedback around them being able to get things done for their business so we have obviously stable listings job listings all of that is free as well Horse selling and the jobs has been a really big part from the professional standpoint there's been a gap up until recently of just an easy place to go and find like grooms or uh, working students and, and stuff and to you know view resumes and, <laughs> and do all of that, so that's been a, a big point of adoption from the professional standpoint, as well as people like starting their stables and looking to build their barn family and just having a, one place to go build a profile. it's easy, it's beautiful, you know people can find you.
0: So when I go look let's let's take boarding stables for instance. When I go look at a listing, what's it going to show me?
3: It's going to show you first and foremost pictures. That is a big part of all of us making decisions is visual examples. (laughs) So focus a lot on, on the pictures right below that. You're going to start seeing location, obviously very important. And then price range right below that. So this is again, when we're, we're really Talking to the everyday horseback rider here. This is what this app is for. Price is really important for us. <laughs> we need to know how much board costs. We need to know how much lessons cost before we're even going to message the stable well, and be yeah, like, "Hey, just do you have availability?"
0: The, I hate when they do that. Even in you know Facebook Marketplace or wherever it used to be Craigslist, right? They would li- yeah. list their stables and then they wouldn't tell the price. It wastes everybody's time by not putting the price there.
3: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you know, on, on both angles, from the barn manager's perspective, you got to get those souls filled, right? You're doing barn tours all day of people that can't afford your staple. You're trying to build something elite and exquisite, right? Or the other side, you know, you're really there for the everyday rider that only has, you know, 700 or $600 a month for board or something like that. You want to make sure you're talking to the right people. So um, yeah, we focus a lot on price, making sure that that's accurate and up to date. And then the amenities is a big thing as well on you know, for example, a stable listing. So if you have a horse, uh, I grew up riding thoroughbreds. So they needed a lot of turnout. <laughs> and some of them needed an individual turnout because they just could not handle <laughs> being with other horses. So there are things like that that come into play. You want to know before you even get to the barn tour like, is this going to fit my horse? Is this going to fit my price range? Do they have air conditioning? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Like, if there's things that are unique to you, everybody has those criteria. So we want to make sure they can find it.
2: Anne, is this available worldwide, just in the States? We have international listeners, so I want to make sure that we're clear on where, where uh, live ec is available. I'm so glad you asked that. Yeah,
3: we get so many requests to open up in new countries. Right now, we're in the United States only. Uh, it is a regional growth plan, so I want to make sure that it's, you know, it's useful to people. <laughs> so right now it's in the US. We are about to open up in Canada, though. Very excited Yay! about that. <laughs> and uh, we will get to the EU after that, probably beginning next year.
0: So it is free uh, at this point. It's free for everybody, for, for the users, I mean? Yes, it okay. is completely
3: free for users. Yeah. Okay.
0: So now tell me again, let's uh, wrap up here with just a list of the things I'll find. Boarding stables, what other, what other professionals on there?
3: Yeah, boarding stables, um, the jobs again are a really big one. Uh, service providers, we just opened. So, under the service providers, you'll find things like equine dentists, bodywork specialists, saddle fitters. Um, you know, chiropractors, farriers are a big one there. And then of course we do have a pretty robust like horse sales, horse lease uh, section uh, that has really great advanced filtering there so that you can find horses that fit your criteria. And then events is a big one as well. So that's a good spot for local shows to post. You know, I've seen a lot of great shows that are offering like A-rated experiences on a great budget. That's a great place to get the word out about that. So uh, pretty well-rounded. Uh, hopefully, user experience for questions.
0: All right. How do they get it?
3: They can download it on the Apple Store or on the Google Play Store. Just look for Live EQ. It's Live EQ. Or you can also go to liveeq.com and uh, just click on one of the buttons there.
0: This has been long needed. It's kind of it's kind of like the Yellow Pages for the horse world, right? You see, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I this has been long overdue. I mean, it's been a problem for, for years and years and years. And I, I just think it's great that you're taking the time and energy, you know, putting an app together and getting people involved and in it's not easy and is a long involved process. So I know what you're going through and the fact that you've stuck with it and you're making it work good on you.
3: I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, we're really here for, again, like the everyday rider, you know, those people whose passion for swinging their leg over the saddle is stronger than the anxiety we all have about it. Right. Uh, So (laughs) I think we owe it to ourselves as a strong group of hardworking, passionate people to make it easier to find what we're looking for and to really feel at home here. So that's what I'm here to build. And that's why LiveBack is here.
0: And also, we have a lot of professionals that listen to this show. If you're a professional not in the app yet, how do they get involved in the app?
3: Same thing. So just download on the App Store. When you're creating your account, it's going to ask you uh, who you are, (laughs) and what you do. Uh, So it'll be kind of guide you through the the flow of setting that up. And then you can go ahead and just hit new, start listing your stable, start listing your horse and uh, start getting business done.
0: And if you are a user and your barn is not involved, your farrier is not involved and they're looking for new clients or, you know, want to be involved in it, then encourage them to do it, too. You know, that's that's how these things work. We need a place. So the more you guys are involved in helping build the thing out from users to professionals, the the, you know, it'll be around forever and it'll become it, it. it is becoming, uh, but it will be, it'll be there for you in the future when you need it. But we all have to work together and to make sure that happens.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a social thing for sure.
0: <laughs> well, Ann, thank you for putting the time and energy into it. I know I know what's been involved in it uh, because I've done it before. So uh, good for you. And thank you so much for joining us this morning. And let us know about it. It's Live EQ. You can find that. Uh, it's all one word, Live. L-I-V-E-E-Q. You can find that. I looked in the app store. It popped up right at the top. You can download it right there. Thanks, Ann. It's free. Why not at this point?
3: Right? <laughs> so. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. All
0: right. Thanks, Ann. Well, I did want to mention Stateline. They're a sponsor for this episode. And Stateline Tech, obviously, a bunch of you have bought a bunch of stuff from them at uh, Ecoin Affair last weekend. I know a lot of you shopped. Uh, but they are also our title sponsor for Radiothon this year, and I just want to take this opportunity to thank them. This is their sixth year doing it with us, um, and we're grateful that they have supported it. wouldn't be here without them. They are our main sponsor and our title sponsor, and we'll have some good news about savings coming up here next week. So we just wanted to thank them. For all of your holiday shopping needs, go to StateLineTech.com. The Horse Health Report is brought to you by Daily Dose Equine, non-GMO core nutrition for horses and ponies of all ages. And coming up, we have Christy, Dr. Christy Gran, and she's going to talk about a horse by the name of Martin who got West Nile virus and what all happened with that.
2: Thank you so much, Christy, for joining us today. Now, before we get started, I want to know where are you located?
1: So we are in uh, Columbia City, Indiana, which is just west of Fort Wayne, so northeast corner of Indiana.
2: Smack dab in the middle of the the country. We love to see it. We love it. (laughs) So I found this story about Martin on Facebook. It had a lot of traction. And to get us started, what were some of the symptoms that uh, owners had reported of Martin acting strange that led them to contact uh, your clinic?
1: So he um, actually was just acting weird. He had already been seen by his regular veterinarian for what they assumed was a colic because he was kind of punky, wasn't eating really well. um and then when she was there to work him up on the assumption that it was a colic situation, noticed that um, he was kind of stumbling around, acted like he didn't really know um what was going on uh, and that kind of thing. and so she sent him in to us just for kind of further evaluation but it really he was kind of an unusual case in the sense that he didn't necessarily show up initially neurologic Um, he was more of a just not quite right uh, horse
2: and so from the time uh, they've their original vet saw him to when he came to you. How long was that period? And then how did you you kind of figure out that it wasn't a
1: colic? So he, it was probably only about two, two and a half hours or so. They shipped him straight over um, from Ohio. So it was really just a matter of the drive. And by the time he got here, it was honestly the way that he backed off the trailer um, did not look like the severity of colic that was being reported. Um, he, um, showed up sitting down on his butt on the trailer and had a lot of trouble rising again to back up. And then once he got off, he was just super stimulated, really jumpy, uh, more so than a young horse in a new place. Um, you know, every noise, every touch, um, Mm -hmm. was, you know, set him flying just because he was super reactive. Um, But most I mean, I think we had pretty much figured it out by the time you made it off the trailer into the building. And I think a lot had changed since when he got on the trailer. And that's really what clued us in.
2: I see. So so you saw him sitting there. Poor Martin. I know. Maybe this is is West Nile. What tell me about treatment. So so what is the treatment for West Nile?
1: So West Nile is a virus, and like any virus, there's not a lot of specific treatments that we can do. So with bacterial things, we have antibiotics, and they target the organism and kill it off. With viruses, we really are left, especially on the horse side, with um, supportive care while the body lets the virus work itself out. And with West Nile, a lot of it is swelling within the spinal cord and within the brain, um, and so we throw a lot of anti-inflammatory drugs at them, um, vitamins that support the nervous system and help it, you know, not get permanently damaged. Um, and then all of the the things that he couldn't do for himself. So eating and drinking and standing and, and all of that. So the frustrating part about most viruses is that there isn't, you know, a silver bullet. There's um, a whole bunch of random things that we can try. And a lot of times they work great. And in some cases they don't, um, we hit him hard with pretty much everything right off the bat. And I think that's probably what helped the most was the quickness on the owner's part and the quickness on the, um, other vets part, as far as getting him here and getting things started.
2: And with other horses that you've treated with West Nile virus at this point, severity, if, if we can call it that, what do, you, yeah. what do you see as the survival rate typically?
1: So with West Nile, my typical statement to owners is if they stay standing, we still have a chance. Um, and most horses with West Nile, if they stay standing, we say 60 to 65% of them will do fine and will recover without any long-term problems. The majority of horses that end up down, that can't get back up on their own, those are the ones that end up, um, either dying or euthanasia, um, unfortunately. And admittedly, a lot of people won't go to the extent of trying as hard as these guys did with him. Um, as far as a sling and, you know, aggressive supportive care and that kind of thing. But even with that, you know, he, he's the one in a million, you know, he, Mm. he's not the if everybody that had a down horse brought him in and we, you know, used the sling and did all of the things, we still wouldn't be able to save all of them. Um, But yeah, usually, usually once they're down, the prognosis is pretty poor, uh, which is what makes him pretty special. How is he? He's doing great. Um, He, I saw some pictures a couple days ago um, and he's out being a, we or not a weanling. He's a, a yearling at this point but um he is running around with his friends eating well um he's doing he's doing really really well so we're really happy the owners are thrilled um so hopefully we look forward to hearing from them once he gets older and under saddle and starts working uh we'll be excited to see how he does
0: how uh, can i uh, actually let me ask a question here how yeah. How important it is it for you as a vet? We hear we've been talking a lot about the vet shortage and the problems with the in, in the especially equine vet world, right? Yep. How important it is is it for you to have these wins psychologically and mentally for you?
1: So mentally, awesome. Um, you know, we have a lot of horses that, unfortunately, it's either too late by the time we see them, or it's something that just can't be fixed. Um, and unfortunately, that's the reality of medicine on the horse side and the human side too. So having these wins is great. Um, It really is um, awesome for the whole team as far as, you know, we finally put a bunch of work in and it worked really well. And it was a really sweet owners and really sweet horse. um, And the whole picture worked out really well. And it does make us feel really good um, and helps us. These are the cases that Make us try really hard on every single case, because um, eventually, you'll get a good win, even on the really hard cases.
2: Yeah, and you know who doesn't love a happy ending? I it's, know. <laughs> you know, so yeah. you, we're big here on vaccinating and uh, spaying and neutering here on horses in the yep. morning. So I would love for you to to tell us who should be vaccinating their horses for West Nile virus and when.
1: Okay, that's a great question and. Um, I know you guys are nationwide, um, so it might differ on where your listeners are located. Um, Here in northeastern Indiana, we recommend everybody be vaccinated. So West Nile is transmitted by mosquitoes. So if you even, you know, if you're not going to a show or to a trail ride or leaving the property, your horses still need vaccinated, um, unless you somehow live in the one spot in the world that doesn't have mosquitoes. (laughs) Um, here in our area, we are prevalent enough and it does not believe it or not get cold enough in the winter to kill the life cycle. So we recommend twice a year vaccines. So spring and fall, um, I know down South, I would very strongly recommend twice a year. And in New England where I was practicing there for a little bit, we also did twice a year um but other areas of the country i don't know that i can speak to the twice a year part of things but absolutely at least once a year
2: sure and then uh, as you've mentioned this poor pony he he's just a yearling so what's the yep. youngest age that we can vaccinate our our horses for west nile virus
1: so you can start as early as 4 to 5 months um a lot depends on whether the mom was vaccinated before Sure. They um, gave birth. So our typical recommendation is that they are vaccinated, the mares are vaccinated about 30 days before they're due. And then we start vaccinating babies at about four months. And that's in our area. Um so we vaccinate at four months, booster them at five, and then specific to West Nile do every six months beyond that. Um, but yeah, you can start really early. Um and these guys have a good vaccine program. Life happened on this farm, and that happens For all of us, Um, they did not deliberately overlook him. It just life happened and he didn't get vaccinated. And um, we've they had a good vaccine program and we've reiterated the good vaccine program. So they are set to move forward as well. I just I just don't want anyone thinking that they didn't absolutely deliberately didn't vaccinate him right
0: so I, you know i i gotta ask this question so obviously we all know a lot about vaccines now after the last couple of years more than we ever yep. wanted to right <laughs> yeah and yeah vaccines have kind of gotten a negative almost a negative connotation in some cases so yep. so the question is if they get if they get the the vaccine do do they still like with like you know like with covid do they still yeah. get sick just not as sick or do they not get sick at all?
1: So, West Nile is one of the vaccines we have for horses that is very, very, very effective. The majority of horses that I've seen with West Nile are unvaccinated or have let their vaccines lapse. So it's been multiple years, or they didn't get that second booster. Um, So the this vaccine is one that is amazingly helpful. The reports, although I don't know that I've ever seen one, the reports are that if they do contract the disease um, it would be almost to the point where you probably wouldn't even notice it. Like it might just be a little bit of facial twitching or something like that. But, um, for the most part, this is one of the vaccines that is very, very effective. They shouldn't get it at all. Um, and it's also very safe too. So I haven't seen, you know, they get the normal every once in a while, a, a bump on the neck or a stiff neck or a little bit of a fever, just like people do when they get shots. But um, it's a
0: very safe vaccine to give as well. You know, what's funny is I would have never thought to ask that question three years ago. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yep, it wouldn't even have been on my brain. Where yeah. are you located? What's the name of the uh, clinic, and uh, do you know the website address?
1: Yep. So we are Conley and Coons Equine Hospital in Columbia City, Indiana, and our website is uh, ckequinehospital dot com.
3: You can enjoy your favorite equine videos all in one place with Ride TV, the ultimate equine streaming platform. The newly relaunched Ride TV has all the series you love, like Cowgirls and Ridiculous Ranches, plus top-tier training videos and event footage from bailracing.com and & Rider on Demand. Whether you're ready to relax with your favorite series, binge watch competition footage, or train with a world champion, subscribe to Ride TV today for only $19.99 to see where your ride takes you. Visit ridetvgo.tv to subscribe.
0: What a fun guest she was! You can definitely have her back. She was terrific. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She was terrific. I learned a lot, and uh, thankfully, uh, old Marvin is with us today and uh, doing well. Young Marvin, actually. (laughs) By the way, I haven't heard a horse named Marvin in a long time. I don't
2: think I've even met a person named Marvin, ever.
0: It's like Glenn, you know? Nobody names their kids Glenn anymore. That's a name from when I was born, you know? Uh, But... Nobody names their kid Glenn anymore. And it's Marvin's the same way.
2: (laughs) So, (laughs) So, auditors, I know we have a a few pregnant ones out there. You might make Glennie's day. Or if you know a Marvin, let
0: us know. I just don't know any.
2: I I mean, Glenn could be a great middle name, guys. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's true.
0: I have a I have a hat for anybody that adds Glenn to a name of their new kid. There you go.
2: Maybe we'll throw in a box of crap.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's do a recipe. Uh, it is the holidays. We try and do as many recipes as we can uh, around the holidays, and I know a lot of you actually go out and try them. So uh, we will put the recipe in the show notes. You don't have to write all this down right now. Just scroll on your phone there, left or right or up or down, depending on your app, and you'll see the recipe right in there. And we're going to do another one for the auditors in the post show, too. But this is Ashley's recipe, so tell us about it.
2: Yeah. So this one is, you guys, it's so easy. It is always a crowd pleaser. Um, Just don't tell my sister-in-law because I did steal it from her. Uh, and I don't want to give her any credit.
0: Nobody has so. original recipes. We all steal them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so really, you only need three things to make this recipe. A tube of the the Pillsbury Crescent Rolls or, uh, you know, store so brand, whatever. Oh, they're fluffy, so uh, good yeah. and yeah. buttery. And, yeah. blah, blah, blah. and then you can get a jam of whatever flavor, strawberry, blackberry, uh, apricot, whatever you have lying around. And then uh, a little round uh, wheel of brie cheese. And that's the, the soft melty inside with the kind of bitter white outside cheese. Um, and then whatever you're gonna serve with it. Now, what I like to do is cut that circle into a square and then I you wrap that the brie in the crescent roll. And so by cutting it into a square, I actually use the remaining crescent roll dough to dress it up into a gift. So while it cooks, I put a so I just okay cut it. let's back
0: up a little. So okay. I take the crescent roll package and they come out they don't come out in triangles do they? They come out um It's
2: like one sheet.
0: Yeah, that's right. Okay. So you
2: don't want to split them up into the triangles. You're going to really you're going to just plop the brie right in the middle, wrap it and then don't throw away those leftovers because this is where you can get creative and you can add you make little designs out of the leftover crescent. So I like make a little bow and some ribbon out of it, and you throw it in. So are you the making oven. one
0: big one or little ones?
2: I do. Um, it's like maybe the size of your hand.
0: So there's it's a, a little
2: six-ouncer. You
0: can make how many out of one? Crescent? It's
2: one. One. Dish. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. Yep. Okay. So, it, but it, it's very rich. Um, trust me, and it goes so fast. You don't. You, if you eat more than one, you won't you won't love yourself. So just trust me <laughs> when I say you only want one. So you cut it, kind of slice it up when it's done, then. <laughs> yes,
0: okay. and so it's all right. Okay, go ahead. So I'm sorry, hit ahead. It's scared. okay. So
2: then you know you bring it out of the oven. All right, I, I got my mention, crescent roll
0: on the table. Yep. I put the brie in. Uh, yeah, and I put I, some I,
2: jam I, in there. Jam in there before okay. we wrap it up, and okay. so we put it in the oven. It comes out crusty, golden, mmm, so smelling good. We cut into it. It melty goos everywhere. And you can serve that with a baguette, with some crackers, with apple slices, whatever. And it is the most delicious, like sweet, salty appetizer you can have. I always get compliments on this. It's the star of a charcuterie board, for example. And and I like it because you can get creative with it. You know, you can have fun. You could bake it into a heart. Really, you can make it into any shape you want, and if you have any sculpting skills, you can really go crazy.
0: How many do you make when you bring it to like a party?
2: So I usually bring one, and then I I keep one at
0: home for myself. (laughs) There you go. Don't don't tell anybody, guys. (laughs) Smart idea. I like that idea. (laughs) I like this. It's so simple.
2: It is. You can't really mess it up and I'm telling you it is delicious.
0: It's bread and everybody and loves well, it. I mean
2: that's it. Yeah. Who, what else do you need?
0: And, and some some uh, jelly. You're good to go. <laughs> yum, yum.
2: I'm hungry now. I didn't I eat breakfast
0: yet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so tomorrow on the show will be dark, actually, because it's normally the Equine Affair episode, but they're still tired. <laughs> they just had Equine Affair last week. They'll be back in December. Uh, they're taking the month off, and I don't blame them. So uh, we'll be dark. And then on Friday, Ashley will be back with me. We'll do some really bad ads. We have some more guests for you. So we'll have a brand new show for you on Friday don't forget to get your entries in just you can just go in to sign up just go to horseradionetwork.com slash radiothon and you can sign up to win the over four thousand dollars in prizes and see all the stuff going on on the page there it tells you who the guests are what hours are what and all the details so definitely check that out and coming up in the post show we have one of our terrific auditors coming on to give us another recipe and this one of course involves alcohol. That'll be happening in just a minute. Thanks, Ashley, for filling in. Appreciate it.
2: Anytime.